0: Rugby League, The Yorkshire Evening Post's new podcast presented by myself, Richard Byron. I'm joined today by Peter Smith, the Yorkshire Evening Post's Rugby League writer. This is Peter's 25th season covering Super League and the Leeds Rhinos in particular. And he joins me now. Hello, Peter.
1: Hi, Rich. That makes me feel very old.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, I find it hard to believe there's been 25 years of Super League, to be honest. It doesn't seem two minutes ago since those... Heady days in Paris. (laughs) Uh,
1: That's right, yes. Um, In the days when the first Super League season started, of course, if if, um, we were still sticking to the same calendar, we wouldn't have started yet. The first Super League game was at the end of March in Paris, springtime in Paris. Uh, Things have changed quite a lot since then.
0: They have, yeah. It's, uh, well, end of January now, which, as we've seen this year, has caused a few problems for clubs.
1: Uh, it, it's strange, isn't it, to start a summer season in um, in January, but um, the, the game over here now is played in every month, practically. Yeah. Um, teams playing Boxing Day games, the test matches at the end of the season are in autumn. It's a, an all-year-round game. It means um, it's quite a test for the coaches and players who have to cope with three different seasons in um, in one season. Uh this time of the year, very testing, particularly for, for people like fullbacks. I was at Salford last week, and it was blowing an absolute gale, um, swirling around the pitch, and um, I wouldn't have fancied being Jack Walker on my level in those circumstances.
0: No, and, and again, Salford's uh, sadly summertime in Salford at any time of the year, really, is it?
1: <laughs> well, it always rains <laughs> when I go, and it, yeah. it rains <laughs> into the press box unfortunately but um, but yeah it, it was a good win for Leeds that actually in the circumstances I wouldn't have given them much hope at, um, at 8 nil down just before half time but Luke Gale appropriately named Luke Gale scored a try at a very important time last um, play of the first half and, and they went on and, and dominated the thing and, and to win when you're not playing particularly well is, um, is a good skill to have I think it's something Leeds haven't been able to do recently, but um a sign that maybe things are starting to to improve for the rhinos
0: definitely and away from home as well um it's almost like four yeah. points at times that come later in the season yeah that, that's right it, that, and leaders
1: the home form hasn't been too hot in recent seasons either, but if you kind of win your, your away games you you're going to be in the, put yourself in a, a pretty decent position I still think that um Anything you can pick up when you travel is a bit of a bonus. You have to, you have to make your home ground a, a fortress. Um, but yeah, to go to to Salford first away game of the season and pick up the points in that sort of fashion was was encouraging for Leeds.
0: It was a strange time for the game to be on, wasn't it? It's at Ten past two on a Saturday afternoon. It could have almost got lost in the in the winds, as it were. It was, a, it was a strange time for a game in rugby league. I yeah, know sometimes yeah. in the sorry to interrupt you. Sometimes in the summer that Sky uh, put games on at different times for their schedule. But uh, was was there a particular reason or?
1: Not not that I'm aware of. You now Salford's previous home game against Toronto was was on a Saturday afternoon as well. Um, the fact that Leeds United were playing and and Salford City yeah. as well were playing probably didn't help. But having said that, the attendance for. Um, for a Salford game, wasn't too bad. It was um, just over 4,000 me they we were looking. It was 4,757. Yeah. Um, said, so not too bad. At all. I mean, it's not very good, is it? Let's face it. If we're getting encouraged by attendances of, of less than 5,000, that's not a good sign. But compared with some recent attendances at Salford, it, it wasn't too bad. And there was a good, um, good travelling support from Leeds who really got behind the team. Um, Stunt. That one end behind the post, I think they must have been absolutely frozen. Yeah. But, um, but they provided good support.
0: And looking ahead now, Peter, to Friday, uh, Rhinos at home to Warrington. Uh, Warrington have had a bit of a mixed start to the season, haven't they? Uh, perhaps yeah. leads will be looking to follow that win up.
1: Yeah, they've been very inconsistent, Warrington, ever since they won the Challenge Cup last year. I mean, they've lost that Wakefield this year and um, beaten St Helens. So you can't get much more inconsistent than um, than that. On the day, they've probably got the strongest, most expensively assembled squad in Super League. packed with star, star talent. Um, I mean, people like Gareth Whiddup. Um, obviously, he's coming from the NRL. Excellent player, just still settling into Super League. I think Daryl Clark's a, a fantastic player. Blake Austin, Stephen Ratchford. You can go through the whole team. There's a lot of talent there. Convincingly, out at, at the end of last season, when, I mean, to be fair, Warrington didn't have an awful lot to play for, although they, they were preparing for the playoffs. Leeds are going to it with some confidence. They've not won three successive games in Super League since the end of 2017, and haven't won three successive games in, in all competitions. Uh, for a couple of years, so it's a big one this, I think if Leeds can win it and be three from four it would represent a a good start to the season, plus they're at home to Toronto next week, so if they can win that and be four from five, they'd be looking looking quite well set for um, a push for the the playoff position, so it is early days obviously.
0: Yeah leads of a new player in their ranks as well this week joe greenwood and um, what could you tell us about him i believe he's ex-wigan st helen's had a spell in australia
1: that's exactly right yeah he's from um from saddler so if, if he can do as well as some of the players leads have had in the summer area from uh, from the olden area yeah. <laughs> like um, barry mack who apparently was one of his childhood heroes and um, Kevin Tufield, and, and then it'll, be, it'll prove a good addition. Indeed. He's um, 25, I think, 25, 26. Um, England Knights player, played for England Knights against Jamaica at Headingley last year, won Test Cap for England in 2018. Um, started his career at Saints, did very well there, earned a contract at Gold Coast Titans in the NRL. Um, played a few games there, didn't didn't really work out as he'd, he'd like to, and he came back to Wigan in 2018, actually made his debut in a win over Leeds at, um, at the DW Stadium when he, he played pretty well, I seem to remember. Uh, grand final winner that year. He um, was a semi-regular last year. He played over 20 games for, for Wigan, but not been in the team so far this year. They've gone with it with Willie Iser and um, Liam Farrell in the second row. So he needs some game time. It's an opportunity for him to, to impress He's a second row, but Leeds' plan, I'm told, is to play him as a middle. Um, they've been lacking size in that area, as everybody knows, this year. They have been looking to bring a middle in, and um, six foot four. He, he fits the bill. He's got some skill, um, runs a good line. I think I think it'll go well for Leeds. It's certainly a big opportunity for him to revive his career, um, and he'll be out to impress against Warrington on Friday. So that's that's going to add a little bit of extra spice to the game, I think.
0: Yeah, While well, you've been out and about in all conditions covering Leeds, I've been back in the office generally putting the matches on the pages in the last few years, and it really strikes me just how dramatically in the last 18 months the Leeds team and squad have changed from almost being able to name it off-pat every week to the number of new additions in the last 18 months. It's an incredible change at Headingley, isn't it? The number yeah, of new well. players they've brought in, and brought through, of course.
1: Yeah, I think it's worth mentioning to our listener why that you're um, confined to the office, Rich. After <laughs> the one time we let you out to um, to go and cover a rhinos game ten years ago, do you remember that? Why um, <laughs> that Wrexham in the snow? You nude, please you do Please. Got a all the way to out car, no coat. People still talk about it. Members of the press. The guy who turned up to Wrexham in his shirt sleeves <laughs> in January in the snow. <laughs> Yes, that's uh, dear listener. That's why, which is confined to the office. Um, but yeah, massive, massive um, turnover of, of players at Leeds over the past few seasons. Since Kevin Tinfield came in as director of rugby, he's been rebuilding the team. Not made any secret of that. There've been one or two departures that have raised some eyebrows. One or two signings that have raised some eyebrows. Um, early on in his reign found it very hard, I think. But I actually think the recruitment recently has been pretty good. Luke I mean, Gale is a terrific signing. He's already showing his value to the team. Aversea Eul Manifenei has been another very good signing. Go forward, prop takes leads board. as is Matt Pryor. Um, Lisa Martin, a terrific addition, fantastic goalkeeper, goal kicker. Um, now vice-captain and a a very good all-round player. I think Joe um, Greenwood could be in a similar category in terms of good additions, so they're starting to get that right. I don't think they're there yet where they want to be, but um, they're certainly heading in in the right direction. I think a lot of what they're doing is based around youth as well. They're determined to bring some young players through. and Some some young kids this year have been doing particularly well. Harry Newman, the centre... Last couple of games has been absolutely outstanding. Cameron Smith, who's um, had a big rating throughout his junior career, is starting to show that now, and he's playing really well. Michael Jalensky going really well as a, a young prop. Um, Jack Walker already grand final winner at fullback. He's just 20, I think. So there's some young talent in the team. One or two who haven't made an appearance yet, who will do, who are, who are going to have big futures. So um, I think things are looking brighter for Leeds now than they have done for some time. But we've had false dawns over the last couple of years and um, things have fallen apart. So I'd, I think you have to give it a few more weeks before we know whether this is going to be a, a, a better season or not, really. But certainly
0: the, the early signs are of it, as it is. Yeah, we. Excuse me. We were you surprised that Wigan, like Greenwood, come to Leeds, one of the big rivals? It, it just seems to happen a bit more these days, doesn't it? Players who aren't playing are are let go to rivals. It's it's not viewed yeah, as risk. It, it's something that clubs
1: tend not to do or have tended not to do. But in the salary cap, you have to. Um, if you need to to close space on your salary cap or whatever, players have got to go where there's room. Um, Maybe Wigan don't see Leeds as one of the big rivals anymore. Perhaps they haven't been for the last couple of years. Hopefully they? they've been at opposite ends of the table. True. But um, he's not playing at Wigan. They need he needs some game time, um, and it, it's a sort of arrangement that I think will suit, um, we'll suit both parties.
0: Yeah. Uh, just moving on from Leeds, Peter, if we could. Um, looking ahead to Thursday night, Castleford Tigers over at Hull KR, another local side who've made a good start to the season, Castleford. Derby win yeah. against Wakefield last week. Uh, I know they had a, a blip the week before, which Daryl Powell wasn't happy about. Um, but overall, again, Cass seemed to be going the right way despite losing Gallo, who I know didn't play much at the back end of his career due to injury. But, uh, they said, That's
1: right, they've made a, made a very good start to the season, uh, three from four. So. A good return. The defeat was in Catalans, which is always a tough place to go, and it was particularly difficult circumstances with Israel Falau making his debut and all the fuss surrounding that. They were in the first half against Wakefield last week, they struggled a little bit. I thought Wakefield were deserved leaders at half time, but Cass got off to a flying start in the second half and uh, went on to win it convincingly. And They look a good team to me, the pack's very strong and in the backs they've replaced Gale with Danny Richardson and he's starting to to develop a combination with um, Jake Truman that's going to be very good, two young English halves, very exciting I like the look of that Um, they, they need to maintain this they had a reasonable start last year but then injuries hit and they fell away this year they've coped with injuries at the start of the season and players are starting to come back now which is a good sign for them Jesse Sanolfeo is in the squad for this week, Adam Milner is as well. So they're two big additions if they come back for them. Um, I think they'll they'll be too strong for Hull KR, realistically. And if Cats carry on the way they're going, they're going to be title challenges this year. I think no-one was really talking about them before the season began. But they'll go top if they win at um, Hull KR, maybe only for 48 hours, but even so, that'll give them a, a little bit of a lift. And... Um, it's, it's about time Cass went on and won something, isn't it? They've been there or thereabouts for a few years. Uh, they just need to take that next step.
0: Perhaps that will happen this year. Yes, yeah, I would agree. Um, they've kind of been the nearly men or people's fancies uh, for the last few years, haven't they? And, of course, they got to the grand final and blew the lines against Leeds. And You just fear that you know they could be one of those teams that end up always threatening but never actually delivering And I hope for the sake of Daryl Powell and, you know, the loyal Castleford fans, it would be nice to see them win a trophy at last, you know, whether it was the Challenge Cup or, uh, indeed, the Grand Final. Maybe not quite got the depth to go all the way to the Grand Final, but there's no reason why they couldn't target the Challenge Cup and still have a good run in the playoffs, I think.
1: Well, that's right. I mean, obviously, the Challenge Cup, if you get a decent draw... I think every team in Super League's is capable of, um, of at least getting to Wembley. Um, Cass, there is going to be a doubt over Cass and over their big, big match credentials until they can start winning some big games. Um, obviously, they fell short on the final hurdle against Leeds in, in 2017, and, and that raised some doubts about them. People thought that was probably their best ever chance to be crowned champions. But... It often happens like that. Teams sometimes do lose a couple of finals before they can win one. I think are the sort of team that once if they can win one, they can maybe go and win, win two or three. But um, the only way to answer the doubters is, is, is to go and do it, isn't it? And yeah. They'll win something. Sometimes. They've got too much talent and a very good coach to not win something. But, um, you know, I, I think... I'd fancy them as... as Definite candidates for a charge Cup this year if they can get a decent draw. If you can avoid St Helens, who they seem to be paired with quite often. Yeah. Um, and I, I wouldn't totally write them off for the Grand Final. Whether they'll be able to, to match teams like Warrington and Saints over the course of the whole season, we'll, we'll see. But um, I think they're the sort of side that, that have the credentials to win something this year.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. I think... As you touched on earlier, for teams like Cass it's it's keeping your best 17-20 players fit, isn't it? If you can get if you can do that for the majority of the season, you've a chance. Um, yeah, absolutely. You'd, you'd say that about a lot of clubs, though, wouldn't you? Not just um, not just Cass Yeah. Um,
1: I, I think in in a lot of cases, there's not that much difference between um, the one to seventeen. It's it's who it comes below that but that. Um, that is what really counts. It's your squad strength and depth that um, that
0: wins titles. Really, squads win titles rather than um, rather than teams. Yeah. And then looking ahead to Sunday, Peter uh, Wakefield Trinity um, team close to my heart, travelling over to Salford. Yep. Ironically, team we've already discussed, but uh, I think so far this season, I, w- I was thinking earlier, it's been a. a a spell of didn'ts for Wakefield they, they didn't win at Hull KR when you thought they might have done, they didn't lose to Warrington when you thought they would have done and they didn't carry that form into the Castleford game, or rather they did in the first half and then disappointingly fell away um, just when I thought that that old long losing sequence against them was going to come to an end um, but Yeah,
1: I thought they were very good in the first half at, at Castleford, but they They didn't maintain it. The way they fell away was was quite alarming. Once Cossack had got to that fast start in the second half, Wakefield couldn't go with them. Um, Very disappointing second half performance. But they showed what they can do when they play for 80 minutes in the win over Warrington. Defended really well, were patient, took the chances when they came late in the game. It's tough for them at the moment because they, like a lot of clubs, have got some injuries, particularly in the halves. Um, Rocky Hampshire, broken jaw is a big blow, especially with... Danny Brook still out there is a chance that Broughy might be back against Salford this week um, which will make a difference if if he is without him and Hampshire you tend to think that it's going to be a very tall tall order against the Salford team smarting from their defeat last week but Wakey are another team if if they play well and and have the, the first 17 on the field they can match anybody they showed that last season I think it's a tough one this week though in, in the circumstances with the injuries um hopefully they can get rough back and that would make a, a big difference but salford have been tough to beat at home over the last couple of seasons not an easy place to go there and, and again the conditions could have a couldn't there yeah, i'm not sure what the forecast is but um it was pretty grim there last I
0: week say, i don't think it's brilliant again
1: <laughs> yeah it th- that <clears> makes <throat> it a bit of a bit of a lottery it was in the warrington game um, not so much at Casts, the worst the Western weather seemed to be over Saturday and, um, and Sunday last weekend. But it, it, certainly at this time of the year conditions have a bearing. But um it's a big one for Wayte. need to pick some points um, points up sooner rather than later. Obviously they've got the two from the win over Warrington, which was a bit of a bonus because I don't think anyone expected them to win that. No. But it's gonna be a tight competition this year and um no. Every minute matters, as as they say. I think these are the sort of games Wakefield are going to have to be looking to to win, really, against the teams that are currently around them on the table. They're probably going to be around them come the end of the year.
0: Certainly, and I think, as you say, well, Salford had a tight game against Huddersfield the other week, and Wakefield's win over Warrington was a similar one, and I I could just see it going that way, so it'll probably be 30 34 or something now, but. uh, you know, but I can't see them in these conditions, as you say, throwing the ball around. I think it'll be a, an up the jumpers game and and kicking, and and things will be crucial. So hopefully, Bruffy will be back for that game.
1: Yeah, well, one thing I'd like to mention is um, Paulie Pauly played against Leeds last week, and he's obviously the ex Wakefield forward. Yes, he, he down a, a little bit, and he, I thought he was very good. He caused Leeds trouble every time he carried the ball, and. Um, like you're certainly going to have to do a, a job on um, on Paulie because if he, if he gets a gets ahead of steam, I think he'll be fully
0: motivated. He's going to be a hard man to, um, hard man to handle. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I saw some of the Salford Huddersfield game, and um, well, he nearly got that pass away. Well, he did get the pass away in the last minute where he had about four on his back. And I, I, I said to a friend of mine who was a Wakefield fan, he, he certainly looked up for it and he certainly looked to have. Uh, drop some weight over the winter months, and uh, you know, very robust. And as you say, it'll take some energy and and some stopping uh, on Sunday, not just for Wigan but all, all teams that play this season.
1: I think so. Yeah, I think I think he may have played eighty minutes against Leeds as well, which is a which is a good a good effort. And obviously, they've got some decent options in the halves. Kevin Brown's still suspended, which is a, a factor. Yes. So um, if the forwards can take, take them upfield, then Solford have certainly got players who are capable of scoring points. People like Nile who's a, a noted try scorer So um Waker, you're going to have to do, do a job on, on the big men, keep them in, in check, and um, try and make sure that their own half-backs, whoever they may be, can uh, can spin the ball out wide because you have some, some real finishing power out wide as well. I think Tom Johnson's the most exciting Finisher in the British game at the moment. Anyone who saw his try against yeah. Castleford didn't know what a really special finisher he is. Um, oh. And it's great to watch when, when people like Tom Johnson get the ball. So let's
0: hope um, they can keep him well supplied. Certainly, yeah, I mean, a, that was a, a, an outstanding piece of play. Uh, how, he d- how he quite got that down uh, was was just hard to believe. Uh, you know, it was one actually where the video referee probably helped him, because one look to the naked eye he'd have probably said he was out of play but uh, with the ability of the, of the various angles of the cameras you could see that he had in fact got it down which was unbelievable
1: that's right and it, it's not a one-off he does that on a, on a regular basis
0: well, yes yeah
1: he's um he's obviously had his, his injury problems a real shame twice he's had had an ACL injury um, but he's a fantastic player and i, I Really hope he can stay fit this year and, and just show everybody what he's capable of. Um, he'll certainly be pushing for England contention again if he doesn't. He, he, he wouldn't be far off from um, one of the top try scorers in, in Super League. And if he's among the tries, Wakefield are always going to have a chance in, in whatever game they yeah? they play.
0: Yes. Um, we touched on the Challenge Cup for uh, Castleford as a trophy to target, and certainly Wakefield as well. Um, this week's draw for the fifth round, they've been drawn at home to Bradford. Um, and again, a good opportunity for Wakefield maybe to get on the road to Wembley.
1: Yeah, difficult for Wakefield because as one of the bottom four teams from Super League last year, they have an extra match to play, which means obviously an extra match to fit in somewhere in the Super League season. And they've got a postponed game to fit in as well, so it's, um, it's all a bit awkward for them. But... You don't have to win too many games to get to Wembley no. nowadays. Uh, they fancy themselves at home against championship opposition, obviously. They're not going to find it easy against John Keir. Bradford Bulls beat Leagues last year and showed what they're capable of. And John will be um, coming back to, to field where he was obviously a former coach and um sports director of rugby as well. They'll be fully motivated and they'll give Wakefield a the game. But I don't think they could ask for too much more than at home against the low-division side. There'll be a few low-division teams through to the next round. If they can um, can do that again, then you get to all the quarters in the semis. And anything can help. I think it's going going all
0: the way. But I think you'd probably say that about all the Super League teams. Yeah,
1: Uh, It just depends on the draw. Yeah, I mean...
0: Yeah, definitely I mean I, that was my, the, my first trip to Wembley was Wakefield in 1979 and although I, I'd be honest and say that for work reasons and so on I don't get too many games live that they are my team and the team I want to see do well and I'm sure that that would be the same for other young children in the city if they could get to Wembley again um, especially as realistically they're not going to get to the grand final so if, if it meant getting to Wembley and finishing a place or two further down the table um I think most people would be happy to accept that Um, as you say to re- raise the profile and give the city a day out and the club some money and, and a day day to remember
1: I think that's right yeah everybody in Wakefield due to relegation battles it'd be it'd be nice to have um, something a bit more positive to celebrate wouldn't it and it certainly You'd hope that the city would rally, rallying round the club if if that happened. I mean, it's obviously it's early days we're talking about, Mike. Yeah, but but like I'm saying they're certainly capable. Um, you just you, you just want the look of the draw, home draws, and um, if they can avoid the top Super League teams, they've got every chance, I think, of, of at least getting to the semi-final. Um, Toronto are thinking that, Huddersfield are thinking that, Leeds are thinking that, everybody's thinking that. Yeah. It's, um, you don't have to win too many games to get to Wembley, so it's um, it's a big prize.
0: Yeah, it's one of those nobody's supposed to be bothered about it anymore, but everybody still wants to win it. Things, isn't it? <laughs> well, I think I think teams are bothered about it. Um, coaches play the strong
1: team. It's strange the Challenge Cup because it it has lost its way a little bit, hasn't it? The, the days yeah. of Houses at Wembley have, have gone. I think, I think the competition needs a, a rethink in terms of when the final is staged. It's a little bit earlier this year. It's in July rather than August. I think we should move it forward to a spring date, like it used to be in uh, end of April, early May. Play the early rounds in pre-season. Um, I think that would revive some interest. Yeah. tends to, tend to be poor until you get to the get to the semi-final or final stage, uh, the semi-finals have been revived a bit with a the double-header they now have at, at Bolton. That seems to work. Or triple-header with the Women's Challenge Cup final. Um, but there has, there's been a decline. Even Wembley doesn't doesn't hold the attraction it once had, which is a worry for for the league. But I think if if a team like Wakefield were to get to the final, it would be some more interesting into it, as Kassifer did when they got there recently. And... KR just because it's a novelty, it's not one of the usual teams that uh, that seem to get there most years, one of your, your leads, Warrington, Wigan uh, Saints seem to be there more often than not and it would be nice to see a couple of different teams and a, and a different
0: winner. Well that'll all unfold in the weeks ahead Peter, I think for now uh, that's probably all from us, uh, thank you again for your time insight, it's always appreciated and hopefully this podcast will be the first of many that we can put on throughout the coming season, uh, see how that unfolds for our local teams and those a bit further afield.